Howdy, what's going on? Pete Callender here. It's the Pete Callender Show on News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I have a message, a very special message. Comes from our very online elites, or as I call them, VOEs. I actually don't call them that, but maybe I'll start. The very online elites. Here's the message. Are you ready? This is as best I can tell. It's being telegraphed, although not really a telegraph. It's being interneted. Why, why don't we say interneted like we say telegraphed? I digress. Here's the message. We'll smear you as you know, racists, bigots, maybe even a Russian asset that paid hookers to pee on a bed. But don't you dare call me a groomer, racist. <laughs> That's the message. I, I don't know why they're getting laughed at by people on the right. For years, I've been warning my friends on the, uh, the left side of the political spectrum. I've been warning you guys, you're not going to like it when the right starts playing by your rules. And these are your rules. Just today, let me bounce over here. Just today, um, do, do, Jamie Harrison. Yeah, here he is. Jamie Harrison, the um, chairman of the Democratic National Committee, the DNC chairman, Jamie Harrison, went on to MSNBC. And, well, here's what he said. You know, in a Senate where there's Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham, Tom Cotton is the lowest of the low. You know, a few years ago when Barack Obama was president of the United States, there was a a person that he had appointed to be ambassador to Bahamas, a friend of his, Cassandra Butts. Cassandra worked on Capitol Hill. We all knew her. She was brilliant. Mm. Cassandra had leukemia. She was up for uh, confirmation, and Tom Cotton blocked her confirmation. 835 days she waited to be confirmed ambassador of Bahamas. All right, so that's it. So Tom Cotton is the lowest of the low for blocking the confirmation of somebody because she had leukemia. No, not because she had leukemia. He had other reasons. So I guess you're not supposed to block a confirmation of somebody if they have some sort of an illness or ailment. Is that the standard? I'm just trying to figure it out because when the right adopts your standard. But Harrison went on to say also in in this interview that Tom Cotton is a, quote, maggot-infested man. And he said Republicans are, quote, a party built on fraud, fear, and fascism. All of that's acceptable. All of this is acceptable, but don't you dare call me a groomer for wanting to talk to your kindergartner about sex. I think there was some sort of a memo that went out today, or maybe yesterday, because today there are all sorts of op-eds and think pieces about the use of the term groomer. I will get to that. But I want to start with special counsel John Durham. If you are a uh, consumer of legacy corporate media news outlets, you probably haven't seen this story. But John Durham revealed what uh, John Solomon over at JustTheNews.com calls new smoking gun evidence. It's a text message. It shows that the lawyer for the Clinton campaign, Michael Sussman, 
it shows that there was a coordinated uh, agenda, a joint venture, as Durham called it. From John Solomon's piece at justthenews.com says, uh, show, the text message shows a Clinton campaign lawyer lied to the FBI while putting the courts on notice, Durham is, that he is prepared to show the effort to smear Donald Trump with now disproven Russia collusion allegations was, quote, a conspiracy. In a bombshell court filing yesterday, late Monday night, Durham, for the first time, suggested Hillary Clinton's campaign, her researchers, and others formed a joint venture or conspiracy for the purpose of weaving the collusion story to harm Trump's election chances and then the start of his presidency. Quote, these parties acted as joint venturers and therefore should be considered as co-conspirators. Again, the parties should be considered co-conspirators. There's another term I don't understand. Co-conspirators? Aren't they just conspirators? Everybody who's involved in the conspiracy, like by definition, aren't you co-conspirators, right? If you are a conspirator, like what's the difference there? That's the thing about proactive and active I've never understood. Why did we need that word, proactive? We already have active. What's the opposite of proactive? Reactive. Well, what's the opposite of reactive? Active. You can't act before you act. I'm down a rabbit hole. I apologize. Durham also revealed that he has unearthed a text message showing Hillary Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman falsely told the FBI he was not working on behalf of any client when he delivered the now discredited anti-Trump research in the lead up to the 2016 election. In fact, he was working for the Clinton campaign and another client, the DNC. The existence of the text message between Sussman and the then FBI general counsel James Baker, not the televangelist, it was revealed in a court filing late Monday night by Durham's team. Prosecutors said they intend to show that Sussman gave a false story to the FBI, but then told the truth about working on behalf of the Clinton campaign when he later testified to Congress. It's kind of funny how, how you know, the worry or concern about being charged with perjury tends to, <laughs> tends to keep people a little bit more honest. Here's the text message. Quote, Jim, it's Michael Sussman. I have something time-sensitive and sensitive I need to discuss. Do you have availability for a short meeting tomorrow? I'm coming on my own, not on behalf of a client or company. Want to help the Bureau. Thanks. See, he was just doing it for America. You see, he had to lie because you're so awful. You made him do this. It's not his fault. Mm-hmm. That's the Counting Crows. News Talk 1110-993-WBD. By the way, people ask me why why I do that. What is that about? That's a reference. It's, a, it's an homage. It's a tribute, if you will, to uh, the old uh, radio duo here on WBT, Spires and Krantz. They used to do that, and that was their, and that was their homage, their tribute to Rush Limbaugh. So that's, I, and I don't know why. It's why I, just, I keep doing it. I always find it funny. 
And if I can't make myself laugh, really, what am I doing here? Okay, News Talk 1110-993-WBT, and uh, the phone numbers are 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. You can always email me, Pete, at thepetecalendarshow.com. And remember, get the podcast. It is available every day, three separate episodes, commercial-free, and they come down to your smartphone or tablet every single day because I'm a giver. What can I say? All right, so the smoking gun evidence, it's a text message. Special counsel John Durham and his team made a court filing last night, and uh, this is in the case against Michael Sussman. He was the lawyer for Perkins Coie, working on the, uh, or one of his clients was the Hillary Clinton campaign. And he went to the FBI, and he told the FBI's lawyer, the general counsel, said, hey, I have some information that I just kind of came across and thought you should know because I'm a good citizen that cares about our democracy. And so he went over and gave this information to the FBI, which then, of course, feeds all of the Russia or yeah, the, that the Russians uh, have some sort of compromat on uh, uh, Donald Trump. And he's an asset and uh, that the Kremlin is in charge and they installed him and they have this P tape and he's a he's a Russian spy. This is this is why I call it Blue Anon, like QAnon, but it's Blue Anon, except their conspiracy theories, their nuttery gets treated as legit by legacy corporate media. The existence of the text message was revealed in the filing. Prosecutors said in the filing that they intend to show that the lawyer gave a false story to the FBI, but then later told the truth when he had to testify in front of Congress. In fact, the filing says, the defendant had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients. One was the Clinton campaign, and the other was a technology, uh, sorry, a technology executive, a.k.a. Tech Executive One is what they call him in the filings. They're, but we all know who he is now. His name is uh, Joffrey, I believe. Yeah, Rodney Joffrey. Uh, Joffrey. Joffrey was Russell Brand's character, wasn't he? In, the, in that movie, Get Him to the Greek, right? Wasn't that his name, Joffrey? Wasn't it? Or was that the drug they took? I don't remember now. Sorry. My cultural reference is dated. I apologize. All right, so uh, two different companies that he had as clients, two different entities that Sussman had as clients that he was working for, that he was operating on their behalf because, in the words of the special counsel, the prosecution, in their words, he was part of a, quote, joint venture of conspirators. In house testimony a year later, after he sent the text message saying, I'm just coming in as a regular Joe off the street doing my part, he then testifies in front of a house committee and he says, actually, he made the FBI approach at the instruction of his client. Actually, the the Clintons told him to. The Clinton campaign told him to. That was what they wanted him to do. He said this in a deposition that was taken by then House Intelligence Committee Republican investigative lawyer Cash Patel. More on him in a minute. Rodney Joffe, identified as Tech Executive One, and Alpha Bank. 
Keep those two names in mind, okay? Here's from the filing last night. As an initial matter, the government expects that the evidence at trial will show that beginning in late July, early August 2016, the defendant, Tech Executive One, Rodney Jaffe, and agents of the Clinton campaign were, quote, acting in concert toward a common goal, namely the goal of assembling and disseminating the Russian bank allegations. The Russian bank is Alpha Bank. That's what the conspiracy was about. Was to disseminate was to assemble and disseminate the Alpha Bank lie and other derogatory information about Trump and his associates to uh, disseminate it to the media and the U.S. government. In November 2016, Tech Executive One Javi emailed a colleague stating, "Quote." I was tentatively offered the top cybersecurity job by the Democrats when it looked like they'd win. And there is your motive, or at least one of them, for one of the conspirators. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Special counsel investigating... The uh, Michael Sussman connection and how all of the P-tape, Russian dossier, the uh, Alpha Bank garbage, how all of that stuff materialized and worked its way into the FBI. He's already charged Michael Sussman, who is the former lawyer, partner, uh, law firm partner of uh, Mark Elias, who uh, North Carolina political media is just in love with. John Durham, uh, with the filing last night, says that this was a conspiracy. There's a quote in here from, I mentioned earlier, Cash Patel. And Cash Patel, uh, back in, what, uh, 2017, I think it was, he was the one who deposed. He was a lawyer working for the House Intelligence Committee. And um, he was the one who deposed Michael Sussman. And Sussman, in that deposition, said, okay, yes, I was. Uh, I went to the FBI with this information. I was told, uh, to, I made that approach at the instruction of my client. And that was something that he denied doing when he went to the FBI. He told the FBI he was only there as a citizen. Cash Patel said, quote, Durham has just shown the whole world what major pieces of our Russia Gate investigation revealed. Hard evidence, emails and text messages showing the Clinton campaign, Fusion GPS, Perkins Coie, Rodney Jaffe, and the media were all synced, synced up. They were synced in August of 2016, pushing the false Alpha Bank server story while also working on the Steele dossier matter. Durham submits all this evidence as joint venture conspiracy under the rules of evidence. I'm sure everybody will get right on that. I'm sure we will have all sorts of our... North Carolina political uh, members of the press, I'm sure they will be going up to all of our congressional delegation, asking them to play the defend or disavow game, because that's the game they love to play so much when it's a Republican scandal. Right? Right? Meanwhile, the Daily Wire reporting that the federal government's criminal investigation into Joe Biden's son, Hunter, is reportedly gaining steam. 
As prosecutors begin seeking grand jury testimony, new information appears to indicate that the president himself may be linked to his son's scheme. (gasps) Really? In 2018, the Department of Justice launched a criminal investigation into Hunter Biden. It's centered on the potential money laundering, tax fraud, and violation of foreign lobbying laws, among other things. At the center of the investigation was whether Hunter used his father's position in the U.S. government over the last decade to secure millions of dollars in fraudulent overseas business deals, which would be shocking because Hunter is just such a self-made man, right? He... Evidence appears to show Hunter flaunted access to his father as a means of securing meetings and permits. Now the growing question for investigators and the general public is whether President Biden himself was in on any of this or at the very least aware of it. So, as I mentioned many, many times, I am an Occam's razor kind of a guy. No, that's not a competitor to uh, Gillette. But no, Occam's razor, right? That. The thing that is usually the most obvious explanation, the simplest explanation, is probably the accurate one. And so what I am being asked to believe by the Biden administration, defenders of Joe Biden and you know Democrats and the media, but I repeat myself, what I'm supposed to believe here is that Joe Biden has not had any discussions with his son Hunter about any of his business dealings ever. That's what Joe Biden told us. Remember, Joe Biden said this, that he doesn't talk to his son at all about any of the business dealings, even after he was out of office, even after Vice President Biden was, uh, you know, out of office uh, for four years and uh, doing business dealings with his son. He apparently never talked to his son about any of those business dealings. At the very least, it appears Joe Biden's position did play a role in helping his son secure deals. At the very least, that's the way it looks. That is the perception. That is, we're going to go on this the scale here. So on one side of the scale, very least, it looks bad. There's a perception. And it's not true, but there's a perception. For example, when he was vice president, Joe Biden took his son Hunter with him on a trip to Asia on Air Force Two. And it included a stop in Shanghai where Hunter was attempting to open a private equity firm. And merely 10 days after that visit, Hunter Biden secured a highly sought after Chinese business license. And that allowed him to set up a fund there. And by the way, why is this important? Number one, it is notoriously difficult for U.S. businessmen to get one of these permissions, one of these business licenses, number one. Number two, he took the flight on Air Force Two with his dad. And I'm supposed to believe that his dad never asked him, hey, what are you doing on the plane here coming to Shanghai? What's up? Why are you coming to Asia? Or maybe maybe Hunter lied to daddy. Then in 2014... Despite having no experience in the energy sector, Hunter infamously scored a $1 million a year gig with the Ukrainian energy company. And at the time, Vice President Biden was in charge of, you guessed it, America's Ukraine policy. And then there is the evidence that might, 
I don't know, tip the scales towards the more guilty side of this equation, maybe it indicates that Joe Biden did know a little something, something about Hunter Biden's dealings. Why do I say that? Well, here's the evidence. The text message that most people in conservative media and most people who listen to talk radio and consume conservative media, we already know this, but if you are just joining us and you don't consume conservative media regularly, well, this is going to be news to you. There was a text message that confirmed, uh, that has now been confirmed to be authentic by the Washington Post, I believe, or New York Times, because now it's real, because they said it's real. Anyway, it shows Hunter Biden in 2019 complaining that he had to give, quote, half of his salary to his dad. He was paying some of his father's monthly bills. He was paying for renovations on his dad's home in Delaware. And by the way, that's illegal. That's illegal. Politicians cannot be subsidized by family members. So I'm supposed to believe that half of the salary is getting funneled into Joe Biden's monthly budget and paying for the renovations. And I'm supposed to believe that Joe Biden is completely unaware and never talks to his son about any of the sources of said income. Even though he was on that flight to Air Force, uh, to Shanghai on Air Force Two. This is what I'm being asked to believe. You know you worked hard to build your wealth. You also know one must plan for the twists and turns ahead. The children growing up, empty nest realities, and the joys of retirement. There's something else you need to know. You're not alone in this. You have a wealth management partner in Edelman Financial Engines to work with you every step of the way. Whether it's personalized advice or our modeling of over 38,000 investments monthly to keep you current and focused. It also helps to know that we use a cost-effective, integrated approach to wealth planning. From tax-optimized portfolios to life-focused advice for retirement and the possibilities ahead. If you're asking, what more can I do to take my wealth potential to the next level? Call to schedule a free, no-obligation meeting with an Edelman Financial Engines advisor who knows what that takes. Call 833-PLAN-EFE or visit planefe.com today. So not only do we have the uh, the emails or yeah the emails from Hunter Biden talking about how he has to give half of his salary to his father, who we're supposed to believe doesn't know that Hunter Biden is giving him half of the salary, and we're supposed to believe that Joe Biden was not aware that Hunter Biden was paying his father's monthly bills and for renovations on his dad's home in Delaware, which is illegal. But um, there's another email from 2017, and it said, quote, 10 held by H for the big guy. That email got the attention of the grand jury that is investigating Hunter Biden and reportedly led them to ask at least one confidential witness to reveal the identity of the big guy. Who do you think the big guy is? Obviously, somebody very, very fat, right? No, it's Joe. Of course, it's Joe. He's the one you don't name. Because if you name him, then, yeah, that's that could be incriminating. But Hunter is going to hold some money aside from a deal. And that's going to be for the big guy. 
that they use his name in order to get business dealings, right? We're supposed to believe that Joe has no idea he's just getting cash in envelopes or maybe just, you know, wire transfers or something, and it's just coming from his lovely son, Hunter, who, for some reason or another, is some world-renowned expert on energy. And... Joe can't figure this out. Now, the other part of this, because I say I'm an Occam's razor kind of a guy, it is very, very possible that Joe Biden is ignorant of all of this. It is possible. Have you seen Joe Biden recently? Yeah. We can't have this both ways. (laughs) So it is possible he has no idea and hasn't for a very long time. And it's not his fault. Mind you, I'm not saying he's willfully ignorant. He's trying to ignore this stuff. Maybe he was at an earlier age, but do you see the video from yesterday where he's, he's he did the thing with Obama, and then after it was over, he's just kind of like stumbling around alone up against that gold curtain in one of the White House rooms, you know? The big gold curtain looks like, where are they, where are they filming this from? Like It looks like some palace in Saudi Arabia. That curtain has always been, it it always struck me as an odd curtain. Anyway, so he's like just kind of stumbling around, looking at the curtain, looking around with that (laughs) kind of look in his eye and the half grin thing going. And and then you got Obama about 15 feet away and there's this whole swarm of hangers on, hanging on, you know. Oh my gosh, Barack Obama is so dreamy. Now I get it on like one level. You see Joe every day, and he's probably just stumbling like that through the halls every day at the White House. You know, you just kind of turn him in the general direction and push him towards some other staffer, like a big relay race. I'm sure like that's probably the normal day, but Obama's not there anymore, so he comes back and everybody's like, oh, it's so great to see you. It's the, it's the, the one that, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder kind of a thing. Maybe that's it. Or maybe it's like, oh, thank God the real president is here. No, I kid. He's not... Speaking of Joe Biden, in 2017, according to Fox News' Brooke Sigman, or yeah, Singman, um, Joe Biden wrote a college recommendation letter for the son of a Chinese executive who did business with Hunter Biden. Yes, some more emails reviewed by Fox News Digital. Now, this can't be true because, remember, Joe said he has never discussed any business dealings with his son. Fox News Digital obtained emails between Hunter Biden and his business associates involved in his firm Rosemont Seneca, the joint venture with Chinese investment firms Bohai Capital and BHR. This was the Shanghai deal. In an email dated January 3rd, 2017 and sent to Hunter Biden and his business associates Devin Archer and Jim Bolger, CEO of BHR, Jonathan Lee, writes, quote, Gentlemen, Please find the attached resume of my son, Chris Lee. He is applying the following colleges this year. And then he lists Brown, Cornell, and NYU. Hunter's associate, James Bulger, copies Hunter and Archer. And he replies saying they have received the updated version of the kid's resume. And uh, then Bulger says, let's see how we can be helpful here to the kid. Several weeks later... Eric Schwerin, 
who served as president of Rosemont Seneca, replies to the Chinese executive. Quote, Jonathan, Hunter asked me to send you a copy of the recommendation letter that he asked his father to write on behalf of Christopher for Brown University. The original is being FedExed to Dr. Paxson. Who's Dr. Paxson? That's Dr. Christina Paxson. She's the president of Brown University. So Joe Biden wrote a letter of recommendation for Hunter Biden's Chinese executive partner's son, whom he'd never met. When asked about the contents of the email, the White House Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates told Fox News Digital, quote, um, we don't comment on the laptop, end quote. Nothing to see here, folks. It's all completely above board. All is well. All is well. News is next.